You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Wednesday to you. Yesterday, on Tuesday, OTAs, mandatory OTAs, began for the Buffalo Bills. It's expected to be a three-day session. Could be two. We're not sure. Never know if Sean McDermott is going to cut things short or not. He didn't commit to three when he was asked about it on the press conference. But nonetheless, they happened on Tuesday, and today's podcast is going to be about reflecting on the most notable nuggets that we were able to gain from OTAs, whether it was at a press conference, we heard from Josh Allen, Sean McDermott, and Star Latulale. Uh, there was some buzz about Isaiah Hodgins, and so we are going to cover those things here today on the podcast. First up, we heard from head coach Sean McDermott, and I want to share some of the most notable takeaways that I had from listening to Coach McDermott address the media on Tuesday afternoon. A lot of questions were about Star Latulale and him coming back. On that topic, Coach McDermott said, there is some catching up to do. It's good to have him here. He'll have to get himself back, acclimated, and comfortable. He said he wasn't completely confident on what to expect, but his size and ability to help at the point of attack on early downs is what should help the team the most. He also said that two or three days here isn't going to get Star Latulale fully caught up and said that he'll need to continue working between the end of OTAs and training camp and, of course, throughout training camp to get him ready to help the team at the start of the season. So you could tell Coach McDermott had some mixed thoughts on the topic. He didn't want to be overly committed to the idea that Star Latulale was going to come in and be this for sure answer um, and definitely express that it's a process to get him acclimated and that there is catching up to do. So it seemed like he wanted to say he was happy that Star was back, but also was very mindful of what it was going to take to get him ready to go for the season. On being able to retain and bring back all three of his coordinators, Sean McDermott said there is a value in the cohesiveness of the group, but also said they had to be careful not to get stale and embrace a growth mindset. You know, that's interesting. We talk so much about the value of continuity and cohesiveness and time on task, but with that comes an underrated challenge in keeping things fresh and making sure that you're looking at things through a critical eye and are willing to change and evolve as different skill sets come aboard to the football team or things just generally change and the game changes. So that was uh, an interesting nugget from Coach McDermott about how there's a lot of value in the cohesiveness, but you cannot get stale and you have to always have a growth mindset. On his impressions of Gregory Rousseau and what he's learned about Rousseau since he's been drafted, Coach McDermott said he's very diligent in his approach, shows up early, he stays late, football is important to him, and that he's developing good habits and embracing a growth mindset. And so I know those are a lot of buzzy phrases to say about Gregory Rousseau, but those are very much Sean McDermott's go-to buzzy phrases. And to me, I'm encouraged that he's applying those characteristics right away to Gregory Rousseau, who we've all recognized that he's got a ways to go in terms of getting himself ready to play football after 
not being very experienced to begin with and opting out of the 2020 season. And so I'm very encouraged to hear that, um, at least in terms of doing the right things at this point, it sounds like Groot is absolutely doing that. And then Coach McDermott was asked about Mario Addison and Jerry Hughes and how they could impact the young defensive ends on the team, not just Greg Rousseau, but Boogie Basham and, of course, A.J. Epinesa. And I thought Sean McDermott's answer, the way he started this answer was really interesting. He goes, well, it's good to have them here so they can actually impart some knowledge on them. And so you know that Sean McDermott wants everybody there. And I know that the previous OTAs were voluntary and they didn't have to be there. But from the very first time that Coach McDermott talked about attendance during OTAs to a comment that he made in this press conference on Tuesday that was, quote, this is how you build a team. It's hard to build a team when everyone is scattered throughout the country. You know, you know that Coach McDermott cannot stand it when his players are not in the building for voluntary OTAs. And for him to start that response to the question about Addison and Hughes and their impact on the defensive ends, for him to start it by saying, well, it's good to have them here so they can actually impart some of that knowledge, that was definitely a little tongue-in-cheek for sure. On Ed Oliver and his expectations of Ed this season, Coach McDermott said, to affect the game, he's a top pick. He's here to affect the quarterback and affect the game. He needs to develop into a consistent performer for us. Said he's worked really hard this offseason to put himself in the position to do what he just mentioned. But it sounds like Coach McDermott feels similarly to the way a lot of us feel about Oliver and respect what he's done to this point. But he's a high pick, and they need him to be a difference maker up front. And so year three is that time to do that. On Dane Jackson and Levi Wallace and the competition for CB2 opposite of Tredavious White, Coach McDermott said they are pros. They're all class all the time, mature beyond their years, and said they are Buffalo Bills in the way they handle themselves. Folks, Coach McDermott loves Wallace and Jackson. So while myself and so many others were pounding the table for Coach McDermott and Brandon Bean to make a meaningful investment in terms of draft capital or in free agency for another cornerback to start opposite of Tredavious White the whole time, these guys just love Wallace and Jackson. There's no doubt in my mind. I mean, those were some pretty glowing remarks that Coach McDermott had to say about both Wallace and Jackson. They like these guys. This is the group. So whether or not we like it doesn't matter. I think they're quite comfortable with their options opposite of Tredavious White. On the running backs, Coach McDermott said that Zach Moss has done a phenomenal job rehabbing but won't be ready until training camp. And on Devin Singletary, he said he's working hard to master the small things that come with playing three downs in the NFL, and he's been impressed with his attention to detail. So um, nothing too remarkable there on either Moss or Singletary, but um, it sounds like Devin's working hard and that Zach Moss is still coming back from that injury. On the value of the running game, Coach McDermott said, you have to evolve with the game and that he's not sure that balance is the right thing. He said, what does it take to win the game? What does it take to develop an offense? So if you're expecting balance or some type of goal for this team to be a 50-50 run-pass ratio, ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. They are there to score points and throw the football around the yard. I think everybody wants to run the ball more effectively, 
But frequency, not a priority for this Buffalo Bills organization. On the return duties, Coach McDermott said it's an open competition. It's up for grabs. Has to be earned. There's trust that comes with that. Talked about the importance of the ball and change of possession. And that return duties in Buffalo, New York with the wind and weather is not easy. He called it an art form and a science where you have to put in a lot of time. Folks, just pay Andre Roberts. The Houston Texans signed him to a two-year, $5.5 million deal. Just give him the same damn thing and put this worry aside. I mean, what was the, the holdup? What was the discrepancy between what Brandon Bean was willing to pay Andre Roberts and what Andre Roberts wanted? Because to me, it was absolutely worth it to pay him that deal so you're not worried about the return duties, so that you have the same guy that handles kick and punt return, so that you know a good decision is made every time there's supposed to be a change of possession, so that you know the punts are going to be fielded cleanly and there's not going to be fumbles. And that when it's time to give the ball back to 17, you give the ball back to 17. I mean, was a half a million bucks in the way of that? Was the peace of mind not worth it? I just don't understand this one. I do not understand the Bills' decision to not bring back Andre Roberts and think that this cast of characters between Brandon Powell and Isaiah McKenzie and Matt Breida and Marquez Stevenson, whoever's in this mix, is a better idea than whatever amount of money they saved from not just bringing back Andre Roberts and not having to worry about this for a second. I digress. The last thing that was interesting to me that Sean McDermott said was about wide receiver Isaiah Hodgins, a six-round pick from 2020. said he's done a phenomenal job rehabbing this offseason and that he's had a strong spring and said, quote, he's putting himself in position to make a real move. Wow, right? I mean, I don't know that there's a very clear path to the roster for Isaiah Hodgins. The Bills typically keep six wide receivers. I mean, that's the number they've kept every year under McDermott. And so you think to yourself, all right, we got six spots. Diggs, Beasley, Sanders, Davis. There's four. Probably Isaiah McKenzie at five. And then you have one spot left for Marquez Stevenson, Isaiah Hodgins, Jake Kumaro, Tanner Gentry, you know, all those guys. I think he's got a tough path, but sounds like he's a hard worker and that uh, whether it's last year during the reduced training camp or now, the comments coming from the coaching staff about Isaiah Hodgins have been nothing but positive. And so his status on the roster and his training camp and preseason will be something to monitor because Maybe he can make some noise and enforce the issue when it comes to being the Bills' sixth wide receiver. Who doesn't want instant gratification? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma Money, you could win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your instant karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in instant karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. 
Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. So I want to spend some time now talking about Buffalo Bills wide receiver Isaiah Hodgins. And this was actually requested of me on Twitter by somebody on Tuesday afternoon after... Sean McDermott and Josh Allen offered some high praise on the second-year wide receiver. And if you think back to last offseason when the Bills had a reduced training camp uh, and preseason-type period, he received a lot of praise then as well, but he had a shoulder injury that basically forced him to miss his entire rookie season. And so let's do a little refresher on Isaiah Hodgins and what his skill set is and his background and those types of things. So Isaiah Hodgins was the Bills' sixth-round pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, number 203 overall. I had him rated number 153 overall on my board and a fifth-round grade. So he went a little bit later than I valued him. So a plus value for Brandon Bean in the draft. Uh, He turns 23 years old in October And he led Oregon State in receiving in 2018 and 2019, his best season coming in 2019, his final year for the Beavers, where he hauled in 86 passes for 1,171 yards and 13 touchdowns. Comes in at 6'4", 210 pounds, has 33 and an eighth inch arms and nine and three eighth inch hands. And those are very good size measurables. Uh, over the 80 percentile in arm length and hand size, the 90th percentile for height, and the 68th percentile for weight. So really good size uh, when it comes to Isaiah Hodgins. Athletically, he, he he's he's not super explosive. He runs a 4.61 40-yard dash. That's the 17th percentile. He has a 36-and-a-half-inch vertical jump. That's the 64th percentile. A broad jump of 124 inches. That's the 72nd percentile. A 701 three cone drill, that's the 40th percentile, and a 20 yard short shuttle of 412, which is the 75th percentile. He had nine reps of 225 pounds, which is the ninth percentile. So, looking back at my pre draft scouting report on Isaiah Hodgins that I wrote after studying him at Oregon State and before I knew he would be a Buffalo Bill, this is what I said about him under pros. I said he has terrific body control, balance, ball skills, hands, and route adjustments. Has a natural feel for tracking the football, and he catches everything. He makes acrobatic catches look easy in addition to handling the routine stuff. Does well to find space and zone coverage to make himself available. He's a true technician as a route runner, and he's fairly refined overall. He forces his share of false steps from corners, and he has some deception to him as a route runner. He's long and tall with a massive catch radius, and he does well to extend it vertically. He has outstanding skills along the sideline and the most natural hands in the class. So really good collection of positive remarks from me. 
Now, here's the cons. I said, he doesn't create anything after the catch, and you won't find broken tackles on tape. Painfully slow releasing off the line and his ability to uncover against press coverage is a massive concern. Play speed is modest and he lacks separation quickness. Technique is required for him to uncover. His throttle down working back to the football is elongated and he isn't physical or strong enough to maximize his style of play. His twitch and suddenness are missing. Under best trait, I said hands and ball skills. Under worst trait, I said separation quickness and beating press coverage. I didn't have any red flags on him. My summary on Isaiah Hodgins. Oregon State wide receiver Isaiah Hodgins offers a wonderful blend of size, body control, catch radius, hands, ball skills, and route running technique. He found a great deal of production last season at Oregon State, and he literally catches everything. With that said, his inability to create post-catch, lack of separation quickness, and ability to beat press coverage are causes for concern at the next level. With improvement, he can command plenty of targets at the next level, but his deficiencies are tough to overcome. Hodgins is likely a wide receiver four that will need to prove himself on special teams. So, I mean, you can see I had a lot of great things to say about him. Size, body control, catch radius, hands, ball skills, route running. I mean, that is outstanding in terms of your positive traits. However, he's not a guy that's super dynamic in terms of quickness. He's very tall and narrow. He's high-hipped. He's not super twitchy. You're not going to get anything from him after the catch. But the biggest concern is can he beat press coverage? And if not, then he's a slot only. And that's okay. I, I like bigger slots. That's something that brings value. But his overall value, because he... It's not really an option to play outside if he can't beat press coverage, then that's going to be a concern. And that's going to take away from his realistic opportunity to get on the field. And so how he evolves in that regard is going to be telling. Can he get stronger? Because the reality is if teams are going to play up on the line of scrimmage against him and jam him at the line of scrimmage, he offers a lot of surface area. I mean, he's tall. And he's not super twitchy or elusive to take very steep angles off the line of scrimmage and reduce that surface area that is available to cornerbacks to get their hands on him. So he's really going to have to develop his footwork. He's going to have to develop his hand technique in terms of different types of swipes and moves that he can use to clear contact and stay on schedule to get into his route. So... That's the biggest thing. Can he get stronger? Can he develop his release package to beat press coverage? If he can, he offers a lot. With that said, I would say that I think the Bills have a very similar player in Gabriel Davis, who's more versatile. So his path to the roster is still really interesting to me, but it sounds like he's absolutely prepared to force the issue when it comes to making this team because You just hear good thing after good thing after good thing about him, and it sounds like he's wired the right way and the team really likes him, and he'll be a fun player to monitor throughout training camp and the preseason. RockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. 
The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. Need to tell you guys about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. So many amazing flavors. They're all delicious. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. It's like eating a candy bar, but it's actually good for you. Built Bars are great for anyone who is health conscious. Whether you want to lose weight, maintain weight, or just indulge in a delicious treat, you got to try Built Bars. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for anyone who is on the keto diet. I've got a deal for you. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order, even if you've used it before. It's, it's active. You can use it again. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So to wrap things up today on the podcast, I want to reflect on Josh Allen and Starla Tulele's press conferences. And we'll start with Josh Allen. And I'll be honest, there was not much to glean from his 15 minutes with the media. I thought the most notable things that he said were commenting about throwing out the first pitch at the Blue Jays game that's coming up. Uh, He talked about his sister getting married in July to an Australian and that he's been working on his Australian accent and that he might even post a video of him doing the Australian accent on social media because he's going to do a toast or a speech at the wedding in an Australian accent. So let's hope we get a chance to see that. He talked about Starla Tulele's new hairstyle and about his new puppy, a silver lab, Josh Allen, the dog dad. You'll love to see it. Dogs are wonderful. So I didn't get much from Josh Allen, but Starla Tulele had some interesting comments that I do want to bring to our attention here on the podcast. Uh, first, he was asked about his size and how he appears thinner than he normally is. And Star said that he's a little lighter than usual, weighing in in the 300 to 305 range, and said, says he always starts the season lighter because he gains weight throughout the season, which is interesting, and that he likes to play around 307 to 310. So while he definitely looks leaner, I agree with that. I guess he doesn't really weigh less. He's pretty close to his normal range. So uh, no worries about him not being able to have the same functional strength and ability to anchor at the point of attack. Now, he commented on not playing last season, and some of his remarks were interesting. He said it was tough to watch last season as a competitor. He said he didn't even watch every game. He's happy that the team did as well as they did. The success was great. It was a bummer to not be part of it. He said he made his decision. He does not regret it. He's happy for the guys and wish they would have gotten it done, won the Super Bowl. Uh, He said he did enjoy being a husband and a father and that his time away last year helped him physically and mentally. Said it felt good to be back. Ed Oliver was really excited to see him. Said he ran up to him and gave him a big hug and that it feels good to be back with Coach Washington again and that right now he's just trying to get acclimated and in the swing of football being life again, but said he was definitely ready to be back. And then after he made the decision to not play last year, he said he took three or four weeks off and then got back to lifting and running and preparing himself for when he did get back. 
and then also said that his wife was not ready for him to be home all the time. And then a quote that really stood out to me, he said, quote, I knew when I was watching the team last season that I wasn't done. And so he also affirmed that he's back, even if the NFL were to allow another opportunity for opt-outs again this season. So no concerns now that Star Latule isn't going to play or that if the NFL says you can opt out again, that he's going to do so. And and that's good. The Bills need Star Latule. They need him to play to his full potential and really boost this interior defensive line so the unit can be more stout up front and obviously how much that is a benefit to linebacker Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano. All right, that's going to do it for us today here on the podcast. OTAs continue on Wednesday and on tomorrow's podcast. We will recap all of the notable items that come from day two of mandatory OTAs. So as always, I thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I kindly ask that you share, subscribe, rate, and review. Have a great day, and I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.